Alright, and good morning. I'm Kayla, and I guess I'll go ahead and pick up where I left off from the last podcast summary. So, in chapters 15 to 16, the monster experiences more rejection, which causes him to decide to rebel against Victor and results him results in him killing his brother William. In chapters 17 to 19, the creature convinces Victor to make him a female creature for company, and Victor delays his wedding to work on the project. In chapter 20, Victor begins to fear the unknown of creating another monster and discards of the materials in the ocean. Um, the monster becomes increasingly angry with this and threatens to be with him at his wedding. In chapter 21, Henry Clerval is killed on the beach that same night and Victor gets accused of the murder. He becomes ill and is also sent to prison, but is later released after he is found innocent. In chapter 22, Victor receives a letter of concern from Elizabeth regarding his health and he returns home to plan the wedding while he keeps his secret to himself and tells her she can know the secret after the wedding. On their wedding day, Elizabeth is murdered and Victor's father dies a few days later in chapter 23. In search of the monster, Victor runs into Walton in the north and shares his story in chapter 24. Just before the ship returns, Victor is killed and Walton finds the creature over his dead body. The creature shares his regret for his violence and also shares his struggles in his own life. Okay, the first question I'm going to be responding to is, what is your final judgment of the creature? Refer to specific parts of the of this last section that allowed you to come to this judgment. So honestly, my perception of the monster changed throughout the story. In the beginning, I thought he was an evil creature that was a mistake, just like Victor made it seem right off the bat after he created the monster. I felt that the creature was simply out to kill and destroy based on the monster's early actions and how Victor depicted the monster. However, as the story progressed, I began to see that he had emotions, needs, and desires just like humans. This made me rethink my original assumption because I questioned whether his actions had to do with an emotional unfulfillment that resulted in his rebellion. I think a major theme of the story is the destructive nature of the human tendency to make snap judgments based on what is visible at eye level. Also, it's funny because without knowing the full story, I made a snap judgment on the monster's traits and intentions, just like all the other characters did in the story. But that just backs up how instinctive it is for humans to make quick judgments. A few moments in particular made me begin to change my mind. One of them was when the creature read Victor's journals. When he reads his creator's journal, he becomes very upset at the way he described him, as an ugly and undesirable creature. After his creator's rejection, he simply wanted to seek acceptance from the codgers, and when they rejected him too, he felt like he would never be accepted by anyone at all. From the consistent abandonment and rejection he experiences, after simply wanting acceptance and affection, he becomes angry at humans as a whole. Also, I think that when the monster asked Victor to make him a friend, he genuinely just wanted someone that could finally make him feel loved and accepted. On page 125, I believe, Victor says, 
you must create a female for me with whom I can live in the interchange of those sympathies necessary for my being. The creature wants Victor to create a female creature to give him the company he needs. The words necessary and sympathies the creature uses to describe his needs reveals that he wants the female creature to resolve his desperate loneliness and he feels that it is crucial for him to feel whole as an individual. What I've concluded from these scenarios is that the monster is actually a soft and loving being at heart that simply wants to be loved like any other human, and his needs just aren't being met on any level. If I was him, I would be frustrated with humans too. Okay, so the next question is, what does this novel invite us to do or think moving forward? Discuss specific parts of the text that make this invitation obvious. Okay, so I think this novel invites us to have sympathy for all beings and put judgment aside for one second to invite them in and make them feel like their presence matters. No matter how different someone may seem, everyone is a lot more similar than it seems sometimes. In Frankenstein, we see that all he ever wanted was for someone to show that he mattered to them and to show him that he's not a freak that everyone makes him out to be. If one person made him feel this way, then it could have prevented a lot of internal conflict such as loneliness that then led to external conflict such as the conflict between the creature and his creator. On page 186 at the end of the novel, the monster says, My heart was fashioned to be susceptible of love and sympathy, and when wretched with by misery to vice and hatred, it did not endure the violence of the change without torture, such as you cannot even imagine. The creature is saying that just like any other being, he needed love and affection, but he received the opposite. When he says his heart did not endure the violence without the torture, it shows that the cruelty he was treated with directly hurt him because he still has emotions just like humans. Another part of the text that makes this invitation obvious is after the creature is upset from his creator's hurtful journals and he seeks acceptance elsewhere, which is when he tries to make friends with the DeLacy family. After they reject him as well, his sadness turns into rage and he decides to rebel against his creator. On page 128, I think the monster explains his anger with Victor. Unfeeling, heartless creator, you had endowed me with perceptions and passions and then cast me abroad an object for the scorn and horror of mankind. Through saying this to Victor, the monster was trying to get Victor to take responsibility for his creation. When Victor decided his creation was not what he wanted, he abandoned the situation and he also lacked sympathy for his creation, which became an individual being with emotions, just like that of a human. And this is when things began to get out of control and where the problem began. As it is hinted through all these direct quotes and situations, I think the novel invites us to be kind and empathetic souls in order to spread love and make people feel appreciated without making them feel any less because of their physical differences. Okay, so the quote I chose to analyze is said um, on chapter 24 on page 223, I believe. And the quote is, I, the miserable and the abandoned, am an abortion to be spurned at and kicked and trampled on. This quote is said by 
the monster at the end of the novel when he's standing over Victor's dead body. Throughout the story, we can make assumptions and predictions of what fires the monster's rebellion and hatred towards his creator and humans as a whole. In this final scene, it becomes obvious that his actions and behavior was motivated by the way others treated him and the rejection he faced since the very beginning of his creation. The rejection that he continuously experiences through the abandonment of his own creator, the hurtful words that were written about him, and from the shunning from the cottagers and the other people in the town made him feel worthless and undeserving. The negative connotation of the words miserable, abandoned, abortion, and spurned that he describes himself with all show the negative light that he sees himself in as a result of the way he has been treated. The word abortion that he used to describe how he sees himself is very powerful because it reveals that he feels like he is an unwanted life and that it would be better if he never existed. Perhaps if he was shown love and acceptance despite his physical differences, he wouldn't have exploded in anger at the fact that nobody would, would even let him in and give him a simple chance. I understand how the monster felt because when you feel that you are rejected for no specific reason, it can raise anger towards the person or people that rejected you because you feel like you should be given an opportunity to feel loved just like the rest and that it is unfair to be rejected by a physical appearance that means nothing about who you are or what you have to offer. A while ago on a show that analyzes the brain and how it works and reacts to things, which is called brain games, I learned that when the brain like when the brain feels like it is being treated unfairly, it perceives that unfairness as a threat and it leads the the person to act on emotion such as rage, which seems to be the case in the monster's situation. Knowing this, maybe if people showed him a little affection and that he was cared for, he wouldn't have become a destructive monster out of rage and hatred. We also see that the monster is more similar to the average human than people would like to believe. He shares the same desires that humans desire, such as acceptance, love, friendship, and so forth. Okay, so the question I would like to discuss is how does the creature relate to Adam and Satan in Paradise Lost? So the creature gains an important skill that allows him access to the information of written work. As he listens to the cottagers, he learns their language and he reads these three books that all relate to Victor and the monster in some way. Out of these three books, Paradise Lost is the most significant and the creature resonates the most with it. He finds that he is similar to both Satan and Adam. On page 92, the creature explains, Like Adam, I was apparently united by no link to any other being in existence, but his state was far different from mine in every aspect. He had come forth the hands of God, a perfect creature. Many times I considered Satan as the fitter emblem of my condition, for often, when I viewed the bliss of my protectors, the bitter gall of envy rose within me. So he feels similar to Adam because he is free and the first creature of their kind um, from their creator. But he feels he is different because Adam was a perfect being and he doesn't consider himself to be anywhere near as perfect. So this reveals a self-image struggle which I think may have sprouted from the constant abandonment and rejection he experiences, such as from his own creator and the cottagers. 
Instead, he feels like his purpose is more similar to Satan because he feels like he was born to be hated by the people and that he also feels the need to destroy the people around him out of hatred. In the last line of the quote, he relates to Satan by saying he feels anger when he sees that his creator is joyful. I think he feels this way because he wants to get back at his creator for abandoning him and making him feel worthless. Paradise Lost is a religious work which he is not aware of and he sees it as a non-fiction work. Because of this, a question I wondered is how could this be dangerous that he doesn't know this? Um, well, as we see, it seems the monster, it seems that the monster considers that maybe it's his fate and purpose as a being, just like Satan, which can't be true, but the monster wouldn't know that. It is not simply his fate or purpose, it is just anger that has resulted from his unfulfilled emotional needs and emotional trauma that sprouted from rejection, loneliness, and abandonment. Similar to how Satan declares war on God, the creature declares war on his creator. We can see that the monster really resonated with Satan, and therefore he matches his actions and persona very similarly throughout the novel. So that's the end of my podcast. Thank you for listening.